Welcome to the Sim Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarek, and I'm always joined by my co-host, Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? Where we discuss the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Let's go! Okay, Ron, this is week number five. How are you feeling this week? Um, I feel, I feel okay. I, I think um, with my Steelers, I'm at a point where um, I'm at, at acceptance at this point. You know, I've been through the denial, the grief, and all that other stuff. I'm just at, at a point where I've accepted that... Uh, you know the Steelers are not necessarily going to make the playoffs, and it's going to be a rebuilding year uh, going forward. So, I'm, you know, I'm I'm at comfort. I'm at peace with it. Yeah, this is going to be like a a year where we both kind of just sulk and say, "Wow, we're, the, our teams are not good." Mm-hmm. But this also, you know, we are recording this show as. The Red Sox Yankees face off. So we're gonna be like a little bit of multitasking right now. Yeah. We're gonna talk about the NFL, but then we are also watching our beloved Sox and Yankees, the one playoff game, which haven't happened hasn't happened since nineteen seventy eight. So it's history in the making. Yeah, and I, I've had you know, I told you I kinda gave up on the Red Sox just based on the way they were playing. You don't say <laughs> you know, we uh, we talked a few weeks ago um, about what I thought their uh, prospects were, and I said, you know, they, they'll get to 90 games. It's a team that I don't think they'll necessarily may go deep into the playoffs, but at that time, this was several weeks ago now, um, you know, I didn't think there was any team that necessarily stood out. As a matter of fact, Red Sox may have been in first place at that point ahead of Tampa. Um, so I was much more confident um, about our socks than we are today so but i am uh, obviously grateful uh, and happy that they actually are in the playoffs and of course that i'm i'm going to be rooting for them like crazy uh today and and uh, all throughout the playoffs uh assuming they win today yes let's, let's go red Sox. i know it's 809 so this game is starting but before we go into week five let's do some top news quickly so i want to talk about Irvin meyer because a couple weeks ago we had a conversation about one and done uh coaches and you said that every coach should have two years at least blah 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 ron what about Irvin meyer what what's going on with Irvin meyer yeah i have no clue i i this this one just baffles me this the dude doesn't fly home with the team decides instead he's going to hang out at a bar um you know and gets caught on video you know with the the young girl dancing uh basically riding his crotch area uh not a good look at all um and based on what we've read today or i've heard today um i think a lot of people probably thought this was going to blow over um but it looks like he's taking a lot of heat from ownership 
Um, he's taking a lot of heat from the front office, and even some of the players have anonymously, anonymously spoke out uh, against what what you know Urban Meyer did and how they've kind of like lost his uh, trust and all that stuff. So, not not good. Yeah, I mean he he didn't stand on the right foot from day one. And I was actually a little bit shocked that Jacksonville hired him because I was like, he's he's just not really bred for the NFL. I think he's, I compare him, I personally compare him to, remember when that Florida coach was hired by the Washington, back then they were called the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, he had a lot of success in Florida, but then, you know, when he got to the NFL, he was taking weekends off. He was going golfing. He was trying to work like a nine to five job. When you're in the, in the NFL, you can't. There's no such thing as a nine to five, Monday to Friday. And the truth is, I mean, college is not like that. Um, so it's kind of surprising that you know Urban would would take that approach. But um, it's a with Urban, you know, I think he's been retired for a little bit. Maybe he thought I, I don't know. Maybe he thought, okay, I can come back and deal with it, and then and then he, maybe he's realizing now, that, you know, this is a full time job. You have to be one hundred percent, just like you ask your players to be, focused uh, on your team and improving the team. And you know, there was a momentary slip, obviously, where you know he he lost that focus, um, and it was other focusing on other things outside of football, apparently. Uh, yes outside of football the thing is that you can't see when you're in college and you're getting paid millions of dollars you have assistants over assistant over assistant you have walk-on players you have scholarship players you you can you can't kind of coach part-time but when you're in the field you can't do that and i think that he wasn't ready for that type of culture at least I know he's trying to like write the shit, but in your opinion, is it too late? Is it too late for him to write the shit? I think I think uh, he'll be on the straight and narrow going forward. I don't know how this is going to affect him personally with his uh, home life situation, his wife, and all that stuff. I think he'll say and do the right things going forward. But you know, at this, he's going to be on thin ice. He can't afford another mistake like this. I think um, you know they. They won't. They'll be quick to just cut him loose if they if they feel that he doesn't have the attention that's needed, um, and he's not leading the team as he should. So, you know, I think I think he'll make it through the year. Um, now he, you know, the team I think is winless if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, they also need to see some improvement from the team throughout the year. It's not a great team, but you know, you can't go winless. Um, so. I'm sure they're going to want to see uh, his team put some sev- a le- you know, some sort of level of effort, and uh, they got to be able to manufacture some some wins as well. I don't. I, I think I, don't, I haven't looked at their schedule for Jacksonville. I don't know if they are easy schedule or hard schedule, but if they even if they win one game, I think he's a one and done deal. I don't think they have him back because the main. I mean. There was rumors that Jacksonville was going to be the first team to move to London. So I thought, well, hiring him, maybe it kind of grew like, oh, maybe we stink so much that we have to go to London. But now it's like, this is just a big old mess. And I told you that 
Jacksonville tweeted not too long ago that he's our coach. They might have deleted that tweet now because it doesn't seem like the owners or the players have any credibility towards him anymore. So, I don't know. He's one baffles my mind. What, Especially nowadays where everyone has, you know, a video. Everyone has, like, instant social media. It's just, it was just dumb. What he did was dumb. I know he fessed up to it and he said, I, I need to work on my trust, blah, blah, blah. But what he did was dumb. Anyway, uh, so we got some roster news. The Patriots looks like they're going to sign Jamie Collins. Uh, personally, I welcome him. But I don't know if he's the same player that they had before. I mean, I know that he's... Belichick loved him and I know that he was great against the past but I mean is it going to improve their defense what do you think I don't know I mean I think their defense is pretty good I think he'll add some leadership and some depth I don't know exactly what they're expecting from him um, I you know I, I think the Patriots defensively are a very good team I said that you know at the beginning of the season they could be a top five defensive unit in terms of like yards allowed um and and um you know points allowed um but you know i i think it's a good fit because like you said he's been there before and uh you know third time's a charm you know, as they say and they don't have to worry about his salary because detroit's paying for it mm -hmm. so uh, yeah i think he'll improve the secondary by a lot he'll you know, because we know that the run is where they need help, but I think that addition is going to be great. The other thing that we have some injury news. So I read that Montgomery is going to be out three to five weeks. How will that affect the Bears? Yeah, he's their lead back. Um, I took a look at their uh, depth chart, what they have behind him, and, and they have Damian Williams. So they have some, you know, some talent behind him. Tariq Cohen is hurt um, and has been hurt for a while. So I don't know, what, you know, what they'll do in terms of, like, signing players from their practice squad or going out and getting somebody. Uh, but it does hurt them a little bit. I think, you know, they, they have they had a good – they have a good backup. I think Damian Williams is a, a legit running back. Um, but, you know, if they – and I think um, Montgomery is going to be gone for, you know, three to five weeks, I think, is what they're saying. So if – you know, in terms of what the impact will be, I think they can they can be okay. Um, it's interesting how Chicago uh, went out and actually won a game. Uh, they used fields exactly what you know how they needed to. They ran the ball well. Um, they need to stick to that strategy in order to have success. Because uh, I think even with Montgomery going down, they could they could actually still um, put together some wins with fields. Yeah, I think it's going to affect the running game, but ultimately, I think that they, I mean, we're not expecting big things, but I think that they'll still hustle and they still will uh, win some games. Uh, so, Ron, when we look at the scoreboard from last week, any games that kind of jump out at you and you say, I wasn't expecting that victory? I know we're going to talk about our upset specials, but any other games you think that you were like impressed by or made you say wow yeah the wow was probably for me is the titans jets game um 
No, I don't, even with both of the receivers being down, I don't know what the spread was for this game. But for the Titans to go out and actually lose to the Jets, uh, that to me is a big wow. I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't watch the game, but I, I'm pretty sure the Titans at this point need to be a little bit concerned um, with their team because they're 2-2 two and two and haven't really necessarily played that great. So I think they're fortunate to be 2-2. Two and two. And um, so, But, you know, they need to get healthy and they need to get some sort of cohesion on that team and fix whatever is broke because losing to the Jets, to me, should be unacceptable. Yeah, that that game, the Tennessee Jets, Tennessee Titans Jets game, I was kind of shocked. The other game that I was not shocked, but I was kind of taken back on was the Seattle Niners game. Because I, I, really, I don't think that Seattle is that good this year, but then they beat the 49ers. Um, and I know that Jimmy G was hurt. But I would expect 28 points is kind of a lot of points on that 49ers defense. Yeah. Um, and the thing, you know, with the Seahawks, I think in terms of prediction, it's really hard to, to predict exactly how they're going to finish. I think we've all said, we all know that they're a playoff team. Russell Ma- Wilson makes them uh, automatically, just with him being on the team, makes them a, a contender. Um but I'm going back now just to look at what the uh, over-under was, and I'm pretty sure we both uh, went under with their wins, if I can remember correctly. Actually, we went over. It was 9.5, but um, we weren't that high over. You know, We saw them as like a 10-win team. Um, that's what Seattle is. They'll go out and beat teams uh, that you wouldn't necessarily think that they should be, and then they go out to lose games that they shouldn't lose. They're very like hot and cold. They can play really well and put everything together. And in other games, you're you know you're like, what the hell's going on with their with the pass protection? And we know their their defense is not played well. They're not. They don't have a lot of great defensive players. So, um, so would you say that their strength is their offense over their defense? I would say their strength is Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know, I think he makes them so much better than what they are. Um, he gives them hope. You know, if there was any other quarterback on that team, um, they you know they would they they wouldn't consistently get to the playoffs uh, the way they do. And the same you know same thing I'd say about Pete Carroll too. I think he's a really good coach, so he finds ways to to eat their way and back their ways into into the playoffs. Um, but you know, I, I don't think they're the strongest team in the N- NFC, and I think they'll have a hard time once they get there. Now this this next game that was kind of we didn't really pick winners or losers, but the Arizona LA Rams game I was I was a little bit shocked because, you know I thought primetime Stafford was gonna show up but he didn't. Well, who showed up was Kyle Murray. That's what showed up. What what do you think? Does do you think the Cardinals are gonna own that division or this was uh, one of those rare wins? for the Cardinals I think so I think these teams are probably closer than most people think I think a lot of people um, pegged the Rams as the best team in football some people even had them you know in front of the Bucks I think you may have had them in front of the Bucks to start the season Um, you know I saw them as a good team really good team but I saw them being behind not just the Bucks but uh, behind the Packers in the NFC uh, the Cardinals, I didn't, I didn't see this coming at all. Um, I think they are improved for sure. I saw them making the playoffs, 
but for them to just come out and just dominate the season uh, offensively and defense defensively the way they have, and then this game specifically, you know, it wasn't just about Cal Kyler Murray. It was you know they were running the ball really effectively. Um, this is it's a huge surprise uh, for me that they're they're playing this well. But I you know in terms of the Rams, I don't know who they have next week, but I think they'll put you know put it back to put it back together. I think this will be a little bit of a blip for them, and they'll they'll go on and make a run. Yeah, I think the Cardinals. I mean, they have a good defense. They have AJ, JJ Watts. I don't know how much left he has in the tank, but he's pretty good. They have Chandler Jones. He's pretty good. Then they have on the offense AJ Green. They picked up from the Bengals, and as long as he stays healthy, I think they'll be pretty good. You know, they still got Hopkins on there. So, you know, he has weapons. He has good, good weapons. And as long as he stays healthy, I mean, Kyler Murray is going to be right out there for the MVP talks with Dak Prescott, I think. Well, he is. He's probably the front runner now. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't give him that last week. You know, I was saying last week that I was giving that to, to either uh, Stafford and Brady. Um, but now I think he's a clear front runner. I would still put Dak up there. Um, Dak threw four touchdowns, I believe, this past week. So, you know, he, it's going to be – it's a long season, so we still got a lot of time left. Um, I think Kyler is the front runner at this point, but lots can, lots can change between now and the end of the season. Yeah, I think Kyler has finally figured out stepping out of bounds. <laughs> he got to stay healthy. Uh, he's learning to slide you know those things that maybe as a rookie he didn't grasp right away and I think last year when he was playing hurt and he was like I can't do Kyler Murray things while I'm hurt I think he finally he might be getting it together he's like oh wait these people go like 100 miles an hour maybe in college he was getting away with all these runs and juking people and whatnot but NFL is very different very different okay so the first game that we're gonna review is actually the Steelers Green Bay uh, game which if I don't I, I'm correct you predicted a 1728 score so you were pretty close than anybody else so what I mean not to talk bad about the Steelers but what what happened last week why didn't they show up because they were I think they were down 17-10 at halftime so what happened after that well so before that um, I want to talk about this block punt um, because that was that changed the game um, you know they went in and made a clean block returned it for a touchdown and all of a sudden there was a flag on the field that just got thrown late it was a bad call you know, hands down, it was just a bad call. So the defense showed up, which I expected them to, to do. Um, you know, they played fairly well for the most part. Um, I feel, still think they need to, even though they, they, they did get three sacks, I, I still think they need to put, needed to put a little bit more pressure on Rodgers. I think he got a little bit co too comfortable back there. Um, but, you know, the issue with the Steelers is, is uh, Big Ben and that offense. Um, they just, you know, he... He's just not able. He's limited with what, what he can do. He missed a couple huge, wide-open, deep balls to uh, to Juju, um, which were easy touchdowns. And 
those are throws that he normally doesn't miss at all. Um, and it's bad enough to do it one time, uh, but to do it twice uh, was just a huge mistake. But, um, you know, Big Ben can I've, – I've realized – uh, just looking at the last few games, there's, there's certain things that he's limited to. If you need him to throw a deep ball, he can do that. But you know, in terms of, of uh, his success rate, you know, there's times where he's gonna have some success, which he did on the first drive. That's you know, they came out and actually scored a first quarter touchdown. And there's times where he's not gonna be successful. Uh, but he can make those throws. You know, he he can make short throws. He did a lot of that. Uh, on Sunday, uh, Deontay um, had like nine catches. Uh, Harris, I think, had like six catches. So a lot of short throws um, he could make. Anything, though, in the middle of the field from like 15 to like 30, 35 yards, which is where most of the game is, is played. you got to be able to complete passes in that range. He hasn't been able to do. Um, just doesn't make the right reads. Um, and, you know, that was evident on the, the th- three different occasions <clears throat> where there were like fourth and three, fourth and four, whatever, and you know, had guys running wide open uh, instead of like he didn't even see them. So instead of like throwing to those guys, uh, he was just, you know, dumping it behind the line of scrimmage um, to, to Harris. Well, yes, he's definitely the weakest link on that team. He's, I mean, he's a statue back there and. He doesn't have the offensive line to be a statue. I think other years he had enough time where he can maybe find somebody. But now, you know, even at the shotgun, he doesn't have enough time. They're all over him as soon as the ball is snapped. Well, so let me I want to make sure I clarify this because um, we're saying I think we're saying the same thing, but. It, there's room for improvement with the offensive line. They have not been great. Having said that, a lot of the issues on offense is is because of Big Ben specifically. A lot of the sacks he's taken is because he hasn't been able to move around uh, and maneuver himself in the pocket. So I think a lot of blame, I think too much blame has gone to the offensive line, which you know has had some issues, especially with penalties. They cleaned that up. You know, for the most part, this week they they didn't have a lot of penalties this week. They didn't have enough penalties, but every time they gave the ball to Najee Harris, I felt like he he was instead of running straight ahead, he was dodging people. No, I think he ran pretty well. Uh, I think it was average four yards a clip. Um, you know, the most yards definitely he had sixty two yards. Mm-hmm. I think he ran well. I think there were some home run, baby. There we go, socks on top. But I think you know, for I think. He has improved um, because I think some of the, um, you know, in, in terms of uh, the, the performance in the running game was is, has been his fault. He's missed some holes, but he's improved there. I think the holes are starting to open up a little bit more uh, in the running game. Um, I think the offensive line is okay. I don't think they're the worst offensive line. I think a lot of people have been saying that, and that is not that's not true. Um, I think if you put any other quarterback back there. Yeah, they would take some sacks. Yeah, the penalties, you know, you can't do anything about those. And those need to be corrected. But I think going back to Big Ben, his inability to um, make the right reads is forcing him to hold the ball too long. Uh, his inability to move around the pocket is forcing him, again, to hold the ball too long uh, and take unnecessary uh, sacks. Um, and that's what's killing them. But beyond that, too, 
it's not just about um, him, Big Ben, getting pressured. I just don't think he's seeing the field at all. Like, there's guys, like I said, running wide open, and he's either not hitting them, he sees them, he doesn't hit them, like with Juju twice this past game, or he's just missing them com- completely, uh, like he did uh, with uh, our tight end when he was wide open on fourth down. So do you, do you think Mason Rudolph will come at the, uh, during the season? or Because you, you, you think that Ben would allow this. But do you think Mike Tomlin will be like, listen, you need to sit down? Or do you think that Big Ben will just step aside and let Mason come in? I personally think that Big Ben is too much of a diva to be like, you know what, Mason? You, you got this. I don't think he'll do that. No, not at all. So I don't think Ben would allow that at all. His ego is what's killing him. And um, I think it, his ego is taking a bigger hit than any, anything else. Like these injuries that all of a sudden has, has popped up. Like this, today they talked about, Tomlin mentioned something about a hip injury. Um, I think you're going to see more of that. Like he, he's going to deflect and say, okay, um, I couldn't make this throw because my shoulder hurts or my knee's hurting a little bit. And now my hip's hurting a little bit. Um, I think his ego won't allow him to do that. But to, to answer your question, there's there's three grand, there's really just three choices <clears throat> at this point. Um, the first option, which you know, Mike, I think Mike Tomlin and the Steelers are doing, <clears throat> they're saying, you know what, Big Ben has been with us forever. He's done a lot of things. We're gonna let him play, um, and we have confidence <clears throat> that he'll be able to improve. Uh, on top of that, you know, we do have confidence in Mason Rudolph, <clears throat> but we don't necessarily think we're a better team, and we owe it to Ben to give him that chance. Uh, and it's way too early at this point to, to make a change. Uh, now, if we get to like week 10 or 11, <clears throat> I think they'll look at it and say, you know what? Um, you know, we're one and nine, or we're two and eight. Um, we need to see what we have with Mason or Dwayne Haskins. And it's time for Ben to sit. I think that's the approach that the Steelers are taking. Now, the other approach, my preferred approach, the second approach would be to say, you know what, our teams, we're we're one and three right now, but we could be four and zero. Oh. And if we had a better quarterback play, which Mason might give us, um, we we should be in every game. <clears throat> and with our defense, especially if they get healthy. There's an opportunity for us to turn things around, especially starting next week against Denver, you know, without their potentially out, you know, with missing their quarterback. So with Mason, you know, in my eyes, I think Mason would give them a better shot. I, I, I've said it all year. and I still don't think our 2022 quarterback is on our roster, whether it's Mason or Dwayne Haskins. I don't think our quarterback for next year, their starting quarterback is on this team just yet. Having said that, I think Mason Rudolph, believe it or not, not gives us a better chance at winning um, than if we stuck with Ben. And uh, the, the third option, which you know I'm seeing a lot online from people who claim to be Steelers fan, and just you know just you're just upset at the results at this point. But the third option would be for the Steelers to go out and trade for some someone, and that's not that's that, not going to happen. You mean you can't, a- Aaron? You don't want to trade for a- Aaron? I mean he's. <laughs> Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, Gardner Menshu is not going to happen. I've seen his name f- floated out there. Uh, you know, who else have I seen? I've seen a bunch of names out there. Uh, Mariota. He, if you bring a quarterback in, it doesn't matter who it is. 
they're not going to be able to get up to speed uh, in no, no, a few you, weeks no, and this, turn the season around. This is the thing is that that's, I mean, that is a pipe dream. Yeah. Because it, it just doesn't work that way, especially with the quarterback position. There's no way that you can come, you know, after game week five or week six or midseason. Yeah. And take over a team and learn the playbook and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's just not happening. I think option two would be the best option, which would be uh, Big Ben step aside and Mason Rudolph just, you know, even if you have to play conservatively, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Patriots are doing with Mac Jones, because the defense is pretty good. And I feel like, you know, you got pro bowlers. The secondary, you got pro bowlers in the defensive line. So, I mean, I think your season is salvageable. Yes. Um, Cleveland is winning, but he's winning. They're winning really ugly. Yep. And same thing with the Ravens. They they're winning, but it's not like convincing wins. So I think that that whole you know that whole division is still up for grabs, in my opinion, anyway. And then next week you got Denver, which I mean. I don't know. We you want? Let's do a prediction real quick for Denver. What do you think is gonna be uh, the final score for next week? Yeah. So a lot of this is gonna depend on who plays uh, quarterback. Um, so just to give you some history, we played against Denver last last year and won. But that's that was also the game that Locke played and got hurt, and he was one for five before he went out. Um, so, but we did beat him last year. I think. You know, if Bridgewater plays, um, I think we'll lose the game. You know, even though it's in in Pittsburgh, um, if Locke plays, I think we'll win the game. Uh, regardless, I think this is. I think the spread was one point when I checked. Uh, the over under is forty. I see this. I have. I wrote down twenty three to twenty two with the Steelers finding a way to win at home. Um, but you know that goes to show you that I'm not very confident because it's you know I have it at right at that one point mark. And like I said, I think if Bridgewater plays, um, we immediately uh, become the underdog. Yeah, I mean it's it is contingent in whether uh, Bridgewater plays, but I think that Steelers still have a better defense. They are home. Um, the Ravens kind of shut down Denver this week. I know that. Uh, State, uh, Bridgewater got hurt, but um, I'm gonna say that 17 to 10, Pittsburgh takes it. I think that their defense is pretty good, and um, Denver, they every time they weren't really convincing last week with and lock plays. I definitely see a 17 to 10 score with Bridgewater playing. I don't know how healthy he is. Uh, 39 points. It's about right. I have him only having 27 points total, but 39 points is about right. So I, I do see them winning. The, it doesn't matter which quarterback plays. It just matters how much they score. But again, 17 points. And I think that Denver's defense might actually be better than Green Bay. But again, those mistakes, those penalties that the offensive line took, I, I, don't, I think they'll clean that up. Yeah, well, it's the throws that Ben missed uh, that needs to be cleaned up because those, again, are touchdowns that he's leaving on the board and obviously fourth down conversions that he he left, um, you know, at the table. So those are that's what needs to be cleaned up. 
they've done the right thing, I think, with, um, you know, with running the ball now. Um, I think they've, you know, figured out, okay, we need to make sure that, you know, we, we give Harris at least, you know, 15 touches in, in the backfield. Um, they need to limit how many passes they give him. You know, if I think for the last two weeks he's had 20 catches. Um, that That is not because they're saying, hey, let's dump it off to Harris. He's our best player. That's because Big Ben is like making one read and then throwing to Harris and that that needs to be solved um yeah he can catch the ball but you, you need to he needs to be able to get the ball down the field um and again in the the the, the mid-range routes is what he needs to work on specifically um but you know we go as he goes um if they go out here and lose this game they're not going to make a change if they go out and lose again they're not going to make a change it's not going to be till we get to like week 10 um, I think week eleven, week twelve, somewhere around there, they're going to say okay. So what? So what would you rather have? You rather have that they win this game and keep Ben where he is, or would you rather they lose this game and then say to Ben, okay, maybe it's time to move on. I rather they win the game with Mason Rudolph because <laughs> I think Mason Rudolph gives them the best chance to win. Of course, I mean I'd love to for for them to go in and Big Ben and all of a sudden magically get healthy and magically uh you know correct everything i I just don't think that's necessarily realistic um but of course i want to win regardless um and it's not about mason rudolph it's about winning i don't have confidence in mason rudolph you know i think he's a career backup i might be completely wrong but i don't see him as a starter in this league um and same with uh, Dwayne haskins um i don't trust ohio state quarterbacks uh, but, you know, I think they, well, at least for, um, I would say Mason Rudolph, his case, I think we have, uh, we would have a legitimate chance to win. Um, I don't think, I think every time Ben goes out there, regardless of who we play, we're going to struggle to get 20 points and that's concerning. Okay. Well, speaking of low scoring games, let's talk about these. Buccaneers Patriots game Sunday night game of the week we which we actually went out and saw uh, at a bar together I missed the first quarter due to uh, parental duties but I did hear some of it on the radio and when I got there uh, and I'll tell you I was kind of impressed by Mac Jones while he did that whole game and I was also impressed by Bill Belichick's game plan what 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 did you take away from that game? You, I think you said it right. Bill Belichick, <laughs> the dude, you got to give him credit. He's not. He's every week he's going to come out with the right game plan. That's what I admire about him. And they did that against uh, the Bucks. Now the weather probably you know played a little bit of a factor. It helped. It definitely it helped. helped. But having said that, they said you know what? We're not going to let Brady just come out here and beat us. You're going to have to run the ball, and they did that, but you're going to have to run repeatedly and commit to it, which, you know, they had to do. And then offensively, they didn't change anything. They just said, you know, we know we can't run. Um, they didn't run at all, uh, but they, they threw a bunch of short passes, and they were, you know, Matt, Mac Jones had some success throwing at one point completing, I think, 19 in a row because they, they know the Bucks were depleted in the secondary. You know, and they know that the Bucks haven't been able to really get much of a pass rush. So, you know, I thought it was a great game. Um, I had 
the Bucks winning uh, by a lot more. Uh, I think, again, the weather played a part of it, but I'm not uh, surprised that the Patriots, you know, at the end actually had a, a real chance to win the game, legitimate chance to win the game. And they played, they matched them. Yeah, I mean, looking at the stats, Tom Brady was 22 for 43. So he he definitely missed some people. He definitely he missed the fact that Gronk wasn't there because he that, I think that's his like, you know, blanket receiver. Uh Godwin was almost nowhere to be found. He did go to Mike Evans a lot. I mean, he ended up with the most yards, he 75 yards. But, you know, it was a low-scoring game which is played right into the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they knew that they weren't going to be able to run against the Bucks, And the Bucks were like, you, we're going to take away the run. So we know you're not going to run against us. But I think Mac Jones was up to the challenge. Yeah, you, it's, I'm telling you, you've been sleeping the dude. I, I think he was hands down the best quarterback coming out of college. I don't, you know, I don't think at this point anyone can really doubt that. You know, forget about Trey Lance, forget about, you know, Fields or anyone else for that matter who, you know, has played so far. You know, Mac Jones in that Alabama system playing with, with Saban, he was just ready. You know, it was obvious that he was ready. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this too. You know, going to New England is the perfect situation because they're not going to ask him to do anything that he's not capable of doing. Um, so they're going to, like, manage him correctly. Um, so, you know, I think they they did that uh, this game. They didn't come out to a win. And, you know, Bill wants to win, of course, regardless of what, you know, how well Mac Jones plays. But I'm more encouraged, I think, from what I saw with the Patriots, and we had went over this our last week, what would be a win in your eyes? You know, I thought if they kept it between three and four points, I would be really encouraged, um, and that's exactly what the Patriots did. You know, I don't necessarily see them turning it around and making the playoffs necessarily, but I think in terms of their future with what they have with Mac, they are all set. Now, in terms of the Bucks, I think obviously they're fine. Um, you know, they didn't play as well that, as they needed to, but they'll figure it out. Um, and, you know, I think they'll be back to scoring 30-plus. You know. What What did you think about that last play? It was fourth and third. Fourth and three. Mm-hmm. Fourth and three. And uh, Belichick decided to kick a field goal uh, into the rain with, like, on Nick Folk. What did you think about that last play? I had no problems with it. I think... You know, if I was coaching, I would have done the same thing. I think if you would ask him, he would say I would do the same exact thing again. The, the, where I had the problem, and you know, at the bar, I told you this. When it was third down and you were already in field goal range, your goal is not necessarily, yeah, you want to get the first down because you still had some time that you can kill. But your goal isn't just to get a first down. Your goal is to get more yards. So I was disappointed with that third down call. It was a Mac. You know, it was a throw. It was a passing play that had no chance. He missed it, so he got no yards. I think he didn't miss it. The ball was tipped because Jacoby. My- I saw that play during the highlights. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers was wide open up the middle, so Mike Jones was actually making 
the right choice, but the ball was tipped. It was tipped in the air and complete fourth and third. I I'm I'm on the I'm on your on your I agree with you. I'm in the same camp. I think that Bill Belichick. I have no problem with him kicking that ball and you know because this is the thing. This is the other options that I was thinking about it. You know, if he lets Mac Jones go for it on fourth and third and he misses the game, they're gonna blame Mac Jones for it. They're gonna be like, oh, he missed three yards. He missed the play. A Patriots lose and if he makes it if he goes for forward, fourth and third and he makes it and then he leaves time for Brady to come back because keep in mind that Brady this is Brady's you know known for is coming back in games if he leaves enough time for Brady to come back and Brady ends up winning for the Bucks, whether it be a field goal or a touchdown in the home crowd then they they're gonna be like the news are gonna be the next day. Brady makes a comeback, beats Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I don't think there was necessarily enough time for the Bucks to, to yeah, get the yeah, ball Yeah, they had there were two timeouts left, and it was like a minute. It was like fifty five seconds left. Yeah, but you still have to stop the Patriots, right? It would have been first down, and the Patriots still have you know three more chances basically to get closer to a field goal range. They would have ran the clock, you know, the clock would have been done for the most part. The game would have been all she wrote. Now, <clears throat> I, I still go back to that third down. And the reason I say they should have ran it, and I was saying, screaming that at the bar, too, is because you know the Bucks are playing with a, you know, a nickel or dime defense. And they're going to give you, you know, four or five yards running. They don't want you to get a chunk pass play. So they're protecting against the pass. So I just thought if they ran the ball, the worst that could happen is that, is that they would have gotten two or three yards, right? Uh, additional yards, and then kick the field goal from there. No, That's the they, w- absolute worst. They that were negative happened. one. <laughs> yeah, but on that situation, you know, when again, you know, the pass rush is coming right after to you know Mac Jones. They're going to be full steam ahead. They're not going to expect the run, and you know, with them playing. You know, the type of defense they were playing. I just thought it was a great opportunity on that third down to, to do a quick run, call a quick run call, get your two, three, four, five yard, whatever you get. Uh, and if you don't get the first down, at least you got three, or three, four more yards or whatever it was. Because uh, the Patriots didn't have anybody. Like, Harris was already injured, but he was still kind of playing. They, who, who are they going to put after Harris? Bolden? The dude is like 45 years old. I think that they their their running backs they're depleted. No James White. Uh, Stevenson is after that fumble. I guess he's the, he's in the bench. They're not gonna use him. And then the other guy, uh, JJ Taylor, he ends up fumbling. So now he's gonna get benched. I just feel like other than Harris, they really don't have you know a running back that they can trust. Which goes back to my scores for the running back. <laughs> so, and I said the same thing. I the running backs don't necessarily scare me. Well, they would have kept Sony Michelle. It would have been different. Comp- maybe, um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But either way, at the end of the day, you asked me about that fourth down. He almost made the damn field goal. It wasn't that it was short. It was just that he missed it to the left. So, um, yeah, that's why I'm not mad at Bill. Right. I'm not mad at Bill. That. He made the right choice. And I think that, you know, 
this is not encouraging losses, but this is probably one up there with Miami this season at least mm-hmm. that I can say, you know what? You kind of keep your head up because it was a close game. It was basically everyone did what they were supposed to do. Everyone followed the game plan, kept it short. Every, everything worked out. Just that field goal was five inches to the left. Yep. And that was his first miss, right? And I don't know how many chances or opportunities, but he had been on a streak. Yeah, he had been on a streak. And next week, the Patriots play Houston, which they're favored by nine points. Uh, I don't know if Tyra Taylor is going to be back by then. I think it's still... Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's still Mills. So, I mean, they should win this game. I don't think Houston has enough firepower to keep up um having said that i predicted the score to be uh uh, let's see for next week well we we let's do new england and then we'll do tampa bay so i had them doing 24 to 10 for next week what do you have them 26 to 6 and so just to go through the line, what I saw today, and the line will change, but pa- Patriots were uh, giving up nine points, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, over-under was 39 and a half. So I have uh, my prediction is 26 to 6. So we're, we're in a similar ballpark. Yeah, similar ballpark. Um, it's, this should be an easy win, like really easy. Um, I think the Patriots offensively, They'll still be concerned. They are who they are offensively, I think, you know. And th- I think this is what's kind of killing them, too. They don't have a deep person that can just go out and score quick. They can't go out and score quickly on, like, a two- or three-play drive. That's just not who they are. Well, uh, I told you that they want to throw the kitchen sink at uh, Tampa, and that's what they did. And they had a couple of trick plays. They know that Jacoby Mayer- Myers can't throw the ball. He was a quarterback. Um, I don't think that they'll have the kitchen sink plays against Houston. Yeah, and I just don't think that they can, like I said, have long, like the quick, deep plays. They don't have the talent around Mac Jones to do that. That's not who they are. So I still think they'll put put up 26 points. Uh, but for them, that's probably the ceiling. That's as, probably as good as it can get offensively with this roster. I yeah, think. I agree. I think, you know, if you give them more than 26, more than 28 points, that is a, a lot of points. That means that they're facing somebody like Houston or somebody like the Jets. It's just not a good team. Tampa Bay goes against Miami. Miami is having a lot of issues. Uh, what what do you predict this game is going to turn out to be? So Bucks are giving up 10 here as well. So these are, again, big spreads. Um I forgot where this game. I think this game is in Tampa. Yeah, it's I'm in not Tampa. Mista- mistaken. So yeah. I, I wrote down thirty-three bucks. Dolphins fourteen. Um, I think Bucks offensively still got a few things they need to figure out. Um, they'll score, but I don't think. Like I'm, I don't think that. I think the Dolphins defense is not atrocious, um, but the Bucks will still pull up put up 30 points so I'm, I'm stick I'll, I'll go with 33 to 14 yeah I'm going with 28 to 10 with the Bucks of course winning uh I don't trust the Miami offense especially 
with Bersant. I, I think he's taken like a couple of steps back uh, from his cult, cult Indianapolis cult days. Uh, and I think that Tampa Bay, you know, they their runs their run and pass rush, it's gonna it's improving. They have three sacks last week uh, against the Patriots. So I think that they're gonna keep improving uh, the defense. So I, I don't think I don't see Miami scoring more than ten points. Yeah, I, Miami has no chance. I don't think of winning this game, um, and and I don't really think they have a chance of keeping it that close. Um, but like I said, you know, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Bucks go out and put up forty something points. They're capable of doing that, but I still think there's just some things they need to clean up offensively as well. Uh, let's let's talk about the upset special because you actually last week your team won. You had the New York Giants over the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the, the the score of the game? Twenty-seven seventeen. It was a seven and a half spread going into the game. So, why why did you like New York so much? It, it's just one of those gut feelings, right? You know, New York as a team, I think, is not very good. They have some good players. Um, Danny Dimes, I'm starting to come around a little bit with him. Um, he has played pretty well. Um, I don't think it's been perfect. This game, he had his first interception for the year. Uh, but he also, I think, threw two touchdowns. I got to pull up the stats again. Um, but I have actually been pleasantly surprised at his growth this season. And just watching a lot of Giants games this year, I can honestly tell you that it's not it has not all been on him. Uh, he's not to blame for for all of their losses. Um, he's the, you know he's part of it, but it's not just all on him. As far as the Saints, I'm not overly surprised that they didn't win this game. I think they did the right. They had the right game plan. Jameis played okay. Didn't have any turnovers or anything like that. Kamara ran the ball well. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those. It was just one of those games, and Saints are just one of those teams where they can go out and put up 30 one week and look extremely impressive, and then the next week they can go out and just score 21. You know, when they needed to score like 26 or 27. Um, so, do you think that Champagne should have gone with Hill? No, that's a stupid question. And for anyone who keeps saying and bringing up Taysom Hill, please stop. Um, Go look at the stats, please. Uh, Taysom Hill was a really good quarterback in college. Uh, Taysom Hill is is not a, a full-time quarterback in the pros. And I think anyone who says that, you know, they need to put him in. It's just being disrespectful to the game. Uh, to be quite honest, uh, Jameis was 17-23 for 226 yards and a touchdown. You know what Taysom Hill did? He had a great run. Highlight. Uh, real type of touchdown. He had two rushing touchdowns. Amazing. But he, he used two for three passing with an interception. So he's not a, a to me, a competent quarterback that can go out and get you uh, a bunch of wins. Now, you know, can Jameis do that? I think Jameis can. I think Jameis, what they've asked of him, he's done. He's done pretty well. You know, 17 or 23 for 226 is good. So this loss is not on, on him necessarily. Um, you know, their defense shouldn't have allowed 27 points to the Giants. But again, 
let me you know give credit to not not just Daniel Jones but Saquon finally getting a little bit healthy and at least you know trusting his knee a little bit more and you know Giants like I said they got a couple key players that can kill you if 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 you're not if you if you take the game off and and if you look you look at them like okay I can just get past this team you know that's why they play every week you got to come out with your A game and I don't think the Saints did that this week on defense and that's why they lost and that's why I had them as as you know potentially as my upset yeah, I think I think the I, I personally feel like the Giants are a good team, and they have good players, but they're not being coached right. Uh, hopefully, you know they they go against the Cowboys next week. Um, I think they're Cowboys are favored by seven and a half. Um, they usually that's usually a pretty good game, even though you know the Cowboys are favored by seven and a half. So we spoke earlier about upsets for this week, and that's not my upset, but I have that written down, and we'll get to that in a little bit. That's one of the games that would not shock me if the Giants actually beat Dallas. And you know how high I am on Dallas. I think Dallas is a legitimate uh, playoff uh, and potentially Super Bowl contender. That's uh, how much confidence I have. I've had in them uh, offensively and defensively, but I... It would not shock me if the Giants, I had that one marked down on my paper here as a potential upset. Yeah, I mean, I I think that game is in Dallas. Um, and I don't know if they play better in Dallas. I don't know if what's going on, but I think that's, not, that's definitely not my upset special, but I think it's going to be a closer game than seven and a half. The, the, my upset pick was Detroit over Chicago Because I do like Detroit's offense But I'm only going to say one thing uh, uh, Goff had three fumbles And you can't win games when your quarterback has three fumbles You just can't It's impossible Yes, I agree um, Detroit didn't play well They made a lot of mistakes I do want to give credit, though, to Matt Nagy because, you know, I, for whatever reason, two weeks ago, he had no sort of game plan for Fields, and he just hung him out to dry. This week, maybe the public pressure, maybe ownership, I don't know what happened, but they said, you know what, we're going to run the ball with Montgomery, you know, and we're going to do things that Fields is comfortable at doing, Right. Um, and so they actually had a game plan for Justin Fields, and he, you know, he was fairly impressive. Um, you know, for it being his second game, I think it is for the year. You know, if if they continue to give him the ball, and I don't know where, what the situation is with Andy Dalton at this point, I can see him making gradual improvements throughout the year and being uh, competent successful quarterback in this league as long as they continue to tail the offense um you know around justin fields so you know 11 for 17 209 not great you know he did have a pick too but again at least you're doing things that he's comfortable with in this game yeah i mean i know that montgomery is hurt and he scored he scored two two tds last week um and that's really they were gonna 
I was gonna pick them as my upset special for this week, but then I saw that Montgomery was out, so I was like, okay, well they not they might not be my upset special. But I do. And Nagy has already come out and said that if Andy Andy's good, he's his number one. So I just it's I don't understand what uh, Matt Nagy's doing when everything points to Justin Fields, but whatever. I, I'm not gonna pretend that I know what's going on with that team. Uh, so we're talking about special. So when you look at this late for week five, who is your upset special for week five? Yeah, I'm going to give you my upset special. And I'll talk a little bit about those other games that I circled down. But my upset special for this week um, is Carolina uh, versus the Eagles. So Carolina is giving up four over-unders, uh, 45. I think this is a game... And just to remind, to level set, so upset, again, is where it, the point spread is three points or more, Yep. and the underdog flat out wins. So yep. it's not just beating the spread, but the underdog has to actually come out and win. Right. I think this is a game the Eagles can actually win. And it's not to say I've lost faith in the Panthers. I think Panthers are a really good team. They have a really good defense. Uh, and they should be really angry. They're probably going to be a little pissed off losing to the Cowboys the way they did. Uh, at the same time, I think Philly um, with Jalen Hurts and, you know, they're starting to click a little. He's starting to get a little bit better as well, just like Fields. Um, they're starting to figure things out a little bit. And I could, that would be my upset pick for the, for the week. So my final score is uh, Philly 23, Panthers 20. Um, with uh, you know Philly obviously winning the game and beating the spread, but some other games I highlighted just like you mentioned, um, or I mentioned before, Giants. I can see them beating Dallas. You mentioned the Bears. I had that circled. I can see them coming out. That that spreads five and a half. I can see them going into uh, to Vegas and beating Vegas, uh, even with Montgomery out. And then the other one I had um, was Lions. Uh, Plus seven and a half versus the Vikings. Why do people think the Vikings are that good? I, I don't. I don't understand. Well, it's it's gone up to eight. The, 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 yes, I know Detroit's not great, and Goff had all those turnovers, but the Vikings aren't that that seven and a half or eight point better. I don't think uh, than Detroit, and I think Detroit could actually win the game. Um, so, you know, those games I would keep an eye on. And if I had money, I'd probably put some money down on those teams uh, to win. But the one I'm going with, I'm most confident with, is, is Philly over over uh, Carolina. Well, as I I was so I was going to pick Chicago over Las Vegas because I really like this team. But I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go with the Bengals over Green Bay this week. They're they're giving three and a half points. The over under is fifty right now. Actually, no. Yeah, 49. 49 and a half. So it's almost 50. And I I really like this Bengals team. I think that... I know Mixon had an injury. Um, I think he's day-to-day, so he might go. But I really like the Cincinnati team. I think Joe Burrows is coming along. He's as advertised. And he has weapons. He has a good tight end. Which last week I didn't. I they were oh they were they weren't out of that game. I just knew that 
at some point Jacksonville was gonna fuck up, and they did. <laughs> so even though they got down uh, during that game, I just knew that Jacksonville was gonna give it up. So I'm actually taking Cincinnati over Green Bay. Uh, I'm gonna go with a 28-21 uh, win for the Cincinnati Bengals. What is that spread you said? It's uh, three and a half. Yeah. So wow. And I'm actually surprised it's that low. And I'll say this about the Bengals. Yeah, they are better. They're a better team than they were last year. Um, but I am gonna take everything I've seen so far with a grain of salt, and just go back and look at like the teams that they've beaten. Right? They beat. They bought. They beat the Vikings in overtime. Again, a Vikings is a team I don't think is necessarily that great. I don't, I don't know what everyone else sees, but um, I don't think Bengals. Uh, or I don't think the, the Vikings are that good. Uh, they lost to the Bears. They lost to the Dolphins. They beat the Steelers. Um, the depleted Steelers. And then they, they barely beat the Jags. So are they improved? Yes. Uh, are they going to go in and beat Green Bay all of a sudden? I just don't see that happening. That would shock me, to be honest with you, um, if that happens. Well, that's why they're upset specials. Mm -hmm. And I think that because I think this is the real test for them going against Green Bay. It's a good parameter for them to like, are we really a good team? Are we a team that's going to compete in this division? And I think that, you know, even if they get close in this game and they end up losing, it's kind of a moral victory, I think. Yeah, no, they're headed in the right direction. I think the coaching staff is good. They, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a future pro bowler, uh, you know, in this league. Um, Mixon is great. I don't know what his injury status looks like, but he's a really good running back. I've always liked Mixon. Um, we got great receivers. And, and more important, I think the defense is much better, too. So they're getting better. Um, in two or three years, if you were to tell me, yeah, they're making the playoffs, I would absolutely believe it because I think they're heading in the right direction. I still think their time is now. I think they got a long way to go. And, um, you know, if they get like seven wins this year, I'll be surprised. Well, who who are the Ravens playing this year? I mean, this week? The Ravens. Let me see if I can find that. Oh, the, they're playing the Colts. So they're playing Monday night. They're playing the Colts and they're favored by seven points. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about this game? I think they're gonna go beat the hell out of the Colts. You're you're you don't have faith in the Colts anymore. Absolutely, I never didn't have the beginning of the season. Oh well, you said they were they were outside looking in. Yes. So now you're waving the white flag. Uh, well, they're on the outside still looking in. <laughs> I mean <laughs> that, that division is still winnable. Yeah, but they're still on the outside looking in. You got to prove it to me a little bit with Carson Wentz. Um, you know, they they got some good talent, but you got to prove it to me. I think the Ravens are gonna handle them pretty easily. I think that if the Ravens win that game, they're gonna have a lot of confidence because I think the Browns are are playing at with, the Chargers. At the Chargers, right? And I think they. How many? What are they favored by? Oh, it's a pickle. So 
this that they could lose the char- the Browns could lose this game and then the Ravens win. Uh so I mean, I don't know. I and the the Browns have a good defense, but I don't think Baker Mayfield is has yet to play like really really well where yeah. you're like, "Oh, he's a tier 1." No, and I don't I don't know if he ever will be. I love Baker Mayfield. I love his attitude, what he brings um to the team. I love his commercials. I love everything about Baker Mayfield. I'm a huge Baker Mayfield fan. Um, you know, I think they're a good team. I think they're a playoff team. I'm talking about the Browns. Um, I, you know, the Ravens are a good team too. The Chargers are, to me, the surprise. Because, like I said, the Chargers are a good team. I thought they would be knocking on the door also this year. They're way ahead of what I thought they would be. They're a legitimate contender uh, in the AFC. That defense and offense with with Herbert, they they're no joke. That they're exactly what I thought that you know I was envisioning. You know, a year from now, two years from now, they're doing it today. They're doing it right now. So that's going to be a great game. And um, you know, I think both teams have a lot to play for. Um, you know, I think it would surprise me. It, it can go either way. Yeah, that that should be. Uh, I mean, out of all the games next week, I think the Giants, Cowboys, this one, the Browns against the Chargers, they're really like my two pick. I mean, Thursday's game is actually not that bad. I think it's Seattle against LA. Uh, where is Thursday's game? Yeah, Seattle versus the Rams and uh, Sunday night Chiefs Bills Bills at the Chiefs that's a great oh that let's see this week I think we have really good games Mm -hmm. really good games and yeah this is one of those weeks where you should sit in front of the couch for how many hours and just watch football that's what I intend to do um so right now the Red Sox are up three nothing bottom of the third um sometimes i feel like good about this score because that means that evoldi is doing his job what do you think i am going to um be optimistic cautiously optimistic again i don't have that much faith in the red sox you know being a red sox fan it's probably hard for people to understand that but um you know i'm optimistic um i'm gonna keep my fingers crossed i'm gonna be glued uh to the tv or to the screen uh for the rest of the night watching this game and if they win we'll be in tampa come thursday hopefully knock on wood if our wives (laughs) say yes we can go well i already laid the seed down i already said oh you know what boston doing really good i think i'm we might go down see them on thursday She's like, oh, really? That's it. Okay, that's, that's all good. I needed to hear. Good. The good. fact that she said, oh, yeah, really? Yep. Because when you know when I hear that, oh, really? That means that, oh, you're opening the door for me to go, and that's all I need. Yeah. That's yeah. all I need. Well, I'll be right there with you. Still got to figure out babysitting duties until my wife gets home, but I'll we'll figure it out. And uh, knock on wood, we'll get you know the the uh, Red Sox will win tonight. We'll have a chance to get to Tampa. 
yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that score stays three nothing, and then Evoldi just hands it to the closer. We don't want to see the Red Sox bullpen at all in this game. So let's keep it how it is. Evoldi dominating. The Yankees only have two hits, uh, so let's keep it. Let's keep it that way. Um, so we're gonna end it there until next week. Have fun. Go Red Sox, Ron. What do you say? Go Sox. Yes, go Red Sox. See ya. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Please send your questions and or suggestions to Shut Your Mouth Podcast. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can always reach us via Twitter at Shut Your Mouth Podcast or DM us at the gram at Shut Your Mouth Podcast. Again, S H U T Y M Podcast. Until next time, see ya. Peace. <laughs>